0: We're coming for it all in this brand new quality check podcast episode. And if you don't get that reference, stay with us because we're talking Creed Three. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Posey, and joining me is Drew Douglas, putting on his gloves in the opposite ring. Actually, we're together. <laughs> oh my God, we're in the same ring. We're in the same ring. We're. Uh, I'm in my. I'm in my dressing room. You're in <laughs> yours. And I'm staring. I'm staring. We've got a wall separating us, and I'm looking at one side. You're looking at the other. But. We are going to talk about one of the most anticipated movies for both of us this year. Creed 3, Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut. Jonathan Majors crushing it in his second movie out in two weeks. He's actually uh, sparring with himself at the box office right now with Creed 3, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumanium. Both of those movies back to back. I'm assuming this is going to be a
1: Creed 3 love fest. I don't know. You never know because... I thought Quantum would be a trash fest and you liked it more than I did.
0: I will say, yeah, I, I, I bet, I bet that's going to be the case. There are a few things that, especially as we get into this and, and I'm curious if you've got those, if maybe I missed it. Like, I don't think I missed it. I just, there are a few details in this where I'm like, it could, it could take it to uh, you could just bump it up a few levels, but I know you saw this before I did, my girlfriend saw this before I did, and I talked to her about it, and, uh, and especially some of the mannerisms of who we were talking about before this, and who I started this episode with, quoting Jonathan Majors or Diamond Dame. So, um, you know what, I gotta, I gotta take a step back, I'm kind of a train that's getting ahead of itself, and I, uh, I know we've got a lot to talk about with this movie.
1: This is probably not even going to be as much a Creed 3 podcast as just a Jonathan Majors love fest.
0: Yeah, it's basically where he's like campaigning for something and we're campaigning for him.
1: Oh, absolutely. The guy is, without a doubt, the best thing about this movie. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I could argue this is his best work to date.
0: And it's also the physicality that he brings to this, which is next level. And it's also his acting chops. I think it's a one-two punch that works so well. And, uh, you know, one thing, it was Friday. I started watching interviews, and I went down the rabbit hole of watching interviews with Jonathan Majors and Michael B. Jordan. And they all, both of those dudes just seem so cool. And I love their chemistry, too, with Tessa Thompson on uh, in, in certain interviews. And you can tell, like, Tessa and Michael B. Jordan have kind of like this brother-sister relationship, and then the relationship between Jonathan Majors and Michael B. is also like a brotherly f- friendship or relationship. And so for that, there are just so many things that I've found out about all of them, whether it goes to what they've done with acting or with directing, like the Michael B. Jordan's choices. And that's going to be a big topic of discussion for us as well, in which we're looking at, you know, did he bring new stuff? Did he kind of revitalize the Creed and or Rocky franchise and, you know, having a new take on traditions. But um, I know as you said, majors, I mean, there's just so much that um, I think as one person can bring, he just is like a force of nature. And I love that we're seeing that, that he's literally exploding right now his his star is rising it's climbing baby so overall we can just get right into it creed 3 as a whole uh
1: including jonathan majors obviously but just the movie as a whole did you love it did
0: you hate it comparing loves and hates i loved this hands down uh whenever i walked out of the theater i said oh i love it i love i love that movie after thinking about it there as i mentioned there are a couple of things that do knock it down to really liked this movie so, I'm not necessarily in the loves, like 100% loves, but I'm in the high like. Like, I'm right on that cusp of loves and really liked. Now, what about you? Probably a little more intrigued by what
1: maybe is hampering your love for it. Because I really like this movie, too. I think it falls in to sports cliche um, territory in that you have to suspend disbelief to be like, oh, this dude literally is released from prison and somehow orchestrates this attack that leads to him getting (laughs) um, a title shot out of nowhere. So you have to be like, okay, this is a movie. This is expediated. And then obviously, and this is full spoilers ahead, but the conclusion of the film, uh, you you just see it a a mile ahead. Because we've seen this movie a billion times. We've seen it in the Rocky Cinematic Universe. What is this, Numero 9? Is this the ninth film in the RCU? Yeah. Uh, so I feel like we have the beats down to a science. That's where I kind of knocked it a little bit. Maybe things feel rushed. But I, as a whole, I walked away going, uh, it's not as good as Creed. Creed has, a, I think, an emotional level that none of these movies can really top because it deals with uh, literal life and death for Rocky Balboa, which I think is important and something we usually don't get in these movies. So for me, that's like top tier. I could argue that's the the best Rocky film in the RCU. This is better than Creed 2. I think it's a, I think, I don't say the leaps and bounds better because I do think that one has improved in recent watches, but I do think this is quite a bit better than Creed two for a number of reasons, and that's just a lot has to do with the Creed-Diamond-Dame uh, relationship. I do think they found a, an interesting uh, take on how do you introduce a new character that one, this is like a character too that instantly I felt empathy for. And Jonathan Majors is so good that is maybe detrimental somewhat to the movie because he, as soon as he shows up, the movie just goes into hyperdrive. Yeah. And I want to see him in every single scene and I want to see him win. And that even comes down to the final fight. That is maybe an issue because shouldn't Creed be the one that we're rooting for, <laughs> you know? So it's like a good thing. It's like, it's almost a curse in how good he is in this movie. But I think almost every element in this works. I didn't have a lot of nitpicks, that which is why I want to know what's got you on the fence.
0: So exactly what you touched on is what has kind of brought it down a little bit just after thinking about it. Because in the moment I was like that guy in your Uh, theater screening where he was just like clapping and cheering for everything Jonathan Majors did his dame I was pretty close to that I do think that there are a couple of things around that where um, we see him get out and then he is now fighting but it's because and this is where I want to ask you whenever we see that photo that Creed's mother, Donnie's mother, that she was withholding from him, the letters and the letters that Dame had sent Donnie from prison. And we see this photo and she slides it over to him and Donnie looks at it and we see Dame literally like shaking hands. He's, it looks like he's making a pact with someone who ends up being the person who breaks the hand's of uh drago right yeah so that's the same person the same guy who did that
1: so it's like dame orchestrated this thing where hiring essentially his buddy from prison to attack drago break his hand and basically fingers crossed i'm going to setting this thing in motion where they're going to throw me into this fight now i didn't see this in the movie watching it lex is at the party you see dame talking to him moments before oh, the fight okay. breaks out. I didn't notice that. So after this all happens, I lean to her. This is scenes later. And I'm like, do you think Dame orchestrated you know, the party fight? She's like, she thought I was kidding. She's like, yes. <sighs> like They literally show them talking. And I was like, okay, missed that shot. Uh, and then you do have the big reveal with the photo where it's like the prison okay. photo, they're tied or whatever. Was, I don't even know if they were in prison. Uh, if they did, if the party shot is true and they did show them interacting i would say uh why did we show that because that that was a good twist if you didn't pick up on it is that oh he's we're kind of led to believe that this dude has good intentions in his heart and he really is wanting to start from the bottom but maybe from the get-go he he knew he's gonna have to play dirty which i think i kind of wonder uh should dame have been a little dirtier in this because he already is what he does is pretty shady but should we have gone a couple notches above to where you don't like him as much?
0: Uh, if they were trying to establish him as a villain, yeah. That's where, like, this is... I call him the anti-hero of this universe because...
1: Yeah, he's not the villain. Uh, yeah, He is because he you, you, you have to have Adonis fight someone.
0: Yeah, and it's never where you hate this guy. I mean, it's quite the opposite. And most of the time, as far as, like, the... The that scene with the club, I didn't pick up on that. And the photo, at first, I'm like, wait, is that? Wait a second. And the photo, it's just with the seeing that guy who did that at the club. I didn't connect him immediately when they show the photo. But for that, that's where like some of that is like it seemed a little bit too forced for me. Um, and then the other thing is talking about the suspension of belief. It's where we know that Dame has had other fights, right? But before he fights Donnie. But wouldn't it have been awesome to see... Does he have another fight, though? I don't know if he does. And that's where I wish that we could have seen more of...
1: Him just dominating.
0: Yeah, exactly. Where he's just going to town and wrecking fools.
1: He hits the peak of the mountain almost instantaneously.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The dude comes out of prison.
1: Again, sets this up. And then is living in a penthouse, has a woman, is having parties on the beach, is living his best life, yeah. and then has one of the biggest fights of all time against Creed at Dodger Stadium. It all doesn't make total sense, but I'm totally in for it because the same crap happens in Rocky. Like, Apollo gives Rocky a shot. Rocky doesn't deserve that fight. It's an interesting... I like the angle of, I'm going to fight this nobody, and then... That's why I think Rocky Two is so interesting and so much, I don't want to say so much better than Rocky, but Apollo's motivations to fight Rocky and Rocky Two make so much more sense because Rocky loses at the end of Rocky. But everyone's on the Rocky bandwagon at that point, and they don't believe that Apollo should have won. So he's got yeah. to fight uh, all these haters that are like, you don't des- you didn't deserve that win. Rocky won. We prefer Rocky just because he's a more likable guy. So that is the motivation for Rocky two for why Apollo does what he does. And I just think that makes so much more sense.
0: Which it honestly would have been an interesting setup for this movie, where it's kind of like a I hate to say like a part one, part two, but we do see because you know Rocky one and Rocky two are kind of like a part one, part two in that case. But for this, it would have been interesting to see Dame kind of setting the foundation and maybe it is a draw or or Creed loses or something like that and and we do especially if we don't get to see the other fights cause, because I'd really like to see that but fights where he is like vicious and he just like will not hold back i think that's how you end up building up this almost monster personality and it's like Oh, man, like Creed could lose. And especially with them talking about he's old, he's had, you know, so many concussions and he's just, a, even though he's not old, he's just beaten down. I, kind of jumping ahead a little bit, we can go back.
1: I have to wonder, would it have been more interesting if Dame had won? And we do set up not necessarily a part one, part two, but yeah, like you said, Rocky and Rocky Two are one massive story. I think it would have been more interesting. One because we always know Creed or Rocky is gonna win. Yeah, uh, and I know Creed doesn't win in the first one, but we're redoing Rocky where he doesn't win in the first one, uh, but he's you know the winner in a lot of people's eyes. I kind of think it would have been more interesting to set up Dame. He wins this one, and we are setting up another movie of. I guess it's maybe too much of a retread on what you could do with this one, but
0: yeah, I honestly think something like that would have ended up being a. I would say a knockout ending for this movie because you really start to have the shift in narrative in that case. And I know that they wouldn't want to do that because it's like, all right, well, Creed still needs to be the hero of his story. But if there's a way of kind of mapping that out, I still think that that would have been a more interesting and intriguing way of of concluding this. And it's, so those are my two, or I should say three. The ending is one you know, just like change it up. Um, the second is looking at how everything is expedited. But then the third is especially looking at setting up Dame to see his, him as like a force of nature. Let's see that. Let's not talk about it. Let's not assume it. Let's see it. Let's and and that's especially like all the work Jonathan majors put in for this. I mean, it would be nice to see him show some of that off a little bit more. And, even creed i didn't really mind the fact that we didn't see creed fight as much and it is like him entering retirement but it would, it would have been nice to see dame you know uh getting into the ring more but i i do i will save the rest of that because i do think there are a lot of positives that will come from that and that will lie in the future of this series
1: the the apollo or the adonis retirement thing i like you can only do that once, though. Like with Creed 4, he can't come out of retirement again to fight someone. You yeah. know, we've seen that before. It happened in Rocky a lot. Do you think, going back to Diamond Dame, arguably the best Rocky or Creed villain we've ever seen? Hands down. I got to say, he is. I think he's more rounded than any of the other people. I know Paulo's around a long time, but they they. Something about Jonathan Majors, again, that is so good in this, that he overshadows the title <laughs> yeah. character, which, again, is amazing. But it's also a curse. I just want more of this character. And
0: I think we will get that. But, yeah, he's definitely the best villain of the Creed and Rocky series. But he's also the most relatable. And I do, I lo- like, the thing that I love the most is this is the most personal for Rocky and Creed, and even though in Rocky IV, Apollo dies, and that is a very personal fight for Rocky. But at the same time, this is a very personal, on a very different level that we haven't seen before, and I just bought that wholeheartedly. I bought their chemistry, uh, that they, this was real. It felt, you know, at times like we were watching a documentary, in a sense, of this unfold. And it was just all of that and the investment and the buildup was what made Dame so good and the work the found laying the foundation for that character and also the follow through and him acting his ass off where he's just so such a great actor. Um, but, yeah, I would argue that this is not just the best Rocky or Creed villain, but also the the best role or performance by uh, or, or performance by Jonathan majors. And I, I do think that we will see more of Dame down the road. I think that we, this is setting up a character who will return to and could possibly, I don't think we will, but could possibly like spin off another movie or something like that. Because Michael B. Jordan has talked about in interviews yeah, when asked, he's been very direct. He's like, oh, yeah, there are more Creed movies that are left in the tank. But more than that, there's also when he's asked, well, what about spinoffs? And he's more or less said, yeah, like, we could do that. And I think Dame could be a good spinoff. Like, would you watch a movie that's a spinoff focused on Dame? I mean, I can't say no. <laughs> uh, I, I do like that he's in this world, though. Yeah.
1: So him off, I don't know. Um uh, one one minor thing I I like that he is older than Creed and he's like yeah. he's like I have to do this like every his journey for us is, is expediated but he he himself is like I'm like 33 mm-hmm. or whatever I have to do this right now
0: yeah and I love that comment as well where he said hey listen like I'm a I'm a ticking clock and I got to do this before my time's out and it's so weird to think about that because you know being close to that age right now is another thing that makes it personal for me where you don't really think about it, but in certain areas in life, you've like, you're over the mountain. Oh, we've peaked in so many different ways. Yeah. And it's like, that's scary. Yeah, that's super (laughs) weird to think about. Now there's like arguably
1: one to 200 amazing moments featuring Dame. We will eventually move on from this character, but <laughs> uh, I have some nominees for the best Dame moment. Uh, I have five, and then we can do a write-in answer if you don't like any of these options, but Numero One, we have Dame showing up at Creed's Gym, uh, their first lunch and reunion. This is... I th- I love the introduction to... Uh, again, once Major shows up th- in this, it's Hyperdrive. Yeah. And then we have their, their one-on-one, we go to lunch together. The whole thing is... Shot so well. The acting is amazing. I like seeing Dame just in the real world for the first time in a long time. He's just, I don't know. There's yeah. something that Majors does that just is under the surface that it's hard to explain, but he's so good in everything. Uh, we have the beach party. He's the new champ already. And he warns Creed that he's coming for it all. Love a good beach party. I Love a good, good fight <laughs> on the beach. Uh, the Dame versus Chavez fight is incredible. I just like watching his fight. I need to look up to see if he was modelled after every, after anyone because there's so many things that he did. I was like, man, that's, that's his approach to everything was so interesting. Uh, the training montage, and then we have Creed and Dame clear the air at the very end. Dame tells Creed that he doesn't blame him for anything that happened in their past,
0: or he could do a right-in answer. What's your favorite Dame moment? I have to go with the introduction as you started with, and it's... More of exactly what you said, the subtleties of what Jonathan Majors brings to this. And I especially love when they're sitting down there eating. We have like three different emotions that Majors is going through. And I call it the first is kind of like the the re-entry, the puppy dog, where it's like he's wounded and he's trying to basically show creed that he's trying to change but also like he needs his help, you know? Like he's that's where he's wounded in that in that case.
1: And we can look back on that and go, was that legit or is he playing him from the beginning? Cuz I wonder is he playing him from the beginning or does he does he flip when he realizes he's not going to get what he wants as fast and then he's like I have to go oh. does, do I get out of prison and I and I'm playing this chump from the beginning? Or does he go in with a genuine heart and then he realizes I'm not going to get what I want. I have to do, you know, desperate times, desperate measures. And that's when he does the Drago thing.
0: Like I I, and that's we'll probably never know. And that that's where, too, I, I, I would love to revisit that because my first thought is, yeah, he did. But hearing you talk about that and also the way Majors plays that, there are there are multiple emotions that he's relaying and it's through his eyes and the way that from eating to his response to things everything like that is a class act acting right there. like he is phenomenal i could watch that scene over and over again and not get sick of it just because like he's great and they're sparring they're literally sparring with their words and michael b jordan's also really good in that but it, he's coming from a very I'm not going to say one-dimensional character but he's like his cards are on the table whereas Dame you're trying to read him you're trying to say like okay well what what is what is he trying to say with his eyes here or how he's like furrowing his forehead and stuff like that like what is what is what what's behind him during this because you get this sense that there are a lot of things he's asking for not just one and it's also You can see that it's paining him to ask for this. Like he said, he's not accepting handouts. He doesn't want any handouts. And there's that part of where he's not, you know, he's prideful enough. And we see that he's going home and working out. And he's constantly like putting himself through the ringer because he knows his time. This is it. It's now or never, as he said. So that is an interesting question because now it makes me question what I truly feel, and it makes me want to rewatch that scene even more because maybe he did go in and he was like, I'm going to, you know, I'm reaching out for help, see what I could get. Maybe he'll be able to help me out. And since he didn't get that help right away, he could see that creed that Donnie was paying more attention to Alvarez and to others, or Chavez, and he was uh, paying attention to others. You know, I might have been, in his graces when we were younger, but times have changed. I haven't been in his life. And, you know, so there are a lot of questions that it comes with that, but I also love that even more because that makes us, that adds to a rewatchability of not only that scene, but of this movie.
1: Now going to Creed, uh, I think Creed is super... um, you, you're, you're. He's easy to root for in that first movie because he's coming from nothing, and we it's easy to, to really root for the underdog. And I wonder is he less interesting at
0: this point in the franchise because he is the new Apollo and he has everything. I actually not really because and the other thing that makes him stand out is we've been more invested in Donnie's story, right now. You know, comparing Donnie to. With the three movies to, say, his dad Apollo in the third film, which, you know, we get that epic um, montage with his dad and Rocky training for Rocky to beat uh, Clubber. And, I mean... He was a
1: fighter. He wasn't a boxer. He had to learn how to box. But in that montage, he literally doesn't know how to throw a
0: punch. And that's, that's
1: where... Like I think that <laughs> he's <laughs> answered. He literally can't punch and he's just like getting frustrated. It's one of the <laughs> one of the most insane montages, but also one of the best.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I mean, and I kind of buy I do I like it is ridiculous, but I do buy into that. However, as far as like Donnie at this stage, there's more of an investment, but we also see we, we have the curtain pulled back more and we see even in this movie, Donnie is still at the heart who he was in that first movie when we met him and he's got anger issues. He's got these issues with, which some of it is like, I can understand some of it, but others I can't. Um, so some of that is like more of uh, the evolution of the character and how he re- is able to communicate with his wife or his family. And I love this addition of his daughter and the fact that that allows him to grow. And, and especially teaching her, is it okay to, to, to go through this, like, of self-defense? And when is that? When is it okay to talk? When is it okay to fight? When, you know, so I think that is an interesting way of seeing Donnie in a different way that I still think, I, I think that it makes him still interesting and still likable. And I'm not off the Donnie train yet because I love what we're getting. I just like Dame in terms of what we've gotten. Like, I just see that there's a lot of potential for this character. Um, But I still really like Donnie. Yeah, and I do like that we do
1: see, like you mentioned, this rage that's still inside of him that at first I was like, why is he acting this way? This makes no sense. And then I think, well, that makes total sense. We all have that and he's got a good life and it doesn't ever need to resurface just cuz it's it's not being brought up but when it does we realize um oh yeah that's still that's still yeah. in him he's always going to have that it's always i think that's a pretty normal thing of opening up and uh being vulnerable with someone close even with someone that you're married to that's hard it's hard it's hard for me to express yeah. my feelings and and everything. So I I do I think they obviously have done a lot to still make him interesting and I do love the family, the family stuff and this is really good. The stuff with his daughters really good.
0: Yeah, that and that's where I I think even though we come here for for the fights and for the boxing and all that, this I would argue is the first I mean both both of the movies Creed 1 and Creed 2 did a good job of like Grounding it in that, you know, life outside the ring, especially the first movie. But this, it takes it, it goes back into that t- territory after leaving it a little bit in Creed Two. It goes back into that ring, that personal ring, and it makes it more personal on multiple levels. But it just makes it even more appealing.
1: And we know that we're set. And this is still years down the line, but you have to imagine this franchise is headed toward. Um, old man adonis training his daughter and she's yeah. she's the new she's the new um main main character for the franchise for 3 to 5 movies because <laughs> i think that yeah. that we're just consistently just um evolving the franchise keeping it going uh and, and it's a way i think that's an interesting way to take it next even though it seems pretty obvious like that's still i feel like that's a good idea right
0: i i do i do wonder if they just keep like creed the name since she is a creed and they just you know it's like creed six or seven or whatever (laughs) i like the idea
1: that it's a it's kind of a brand new thing i don't know what you call it but we have the The main, the RCU, the Rocky Cinematic Universe. But I do like thinking of Creed as as its own thing.
0: Yeah, especially now. I I think that's for sure how I feel about it too.
1: So moving on from Creed to Rocky, he's obviously missing for the very first time in the RCU. Did you think there were any moments in Creed 3 that kind of stuck out, (laughs) stuck out, uh, that stood out where you felt like maybe Maybe Rocky was missing, or he would have fit right into this scene,
0: not really to be honest I mean there I think what would make the most sense is if he was in the gym, but even then it's like eh, i don't I don't know i really I think this is very much so an isolated story. uh Rocky is brought up, you know, and he's mentioned yeah
1: he he gets one mention, yeah, I think the really the only time that I was like. I could have used Stallone. Was, was when we have little Duke. He's like training, Adonis. Yeah, and he has him do the mirror thing, like look at yourself. And I'm like, eh, this feels like a less, a less version of what we got in Creed. Yeah, like it's not as good. It doesn't hit as hard. Nothing
0: against Wood Harris, but you're not Stallone, right? And one thing that I was really confused by. Now it seems more apparent why Stallone was like, Oh, this is like this goes to places that I would prefer that it don't go. And it's like, well, it's with his involvement, or without his involvement, rather. And so I mean I thought this was Yeah, what's he talking about? Because he said he like like Creed goes dark.
1: Yeah. He doesn't. And
0: I, <laughs> and Yeah, exactly. I, I was expecting like, is he gonna like become a drug addict and well
1: we knew we we knew we joked that he was like a drug addict or an alcoholic there's <laughs> no he doesn't go dark he's like a family man <laughs> that's yeah. forced to uh I don't know I think Stallone's just staying thing you know he's got to say something
0: yeah. yeah and I think
1: and that's I, an excuse of oh I you know I I don't like the direction they're taking it
0: um, yeah
1: I don't know this movie it made a, an absolute killing this weekend Oh, Which yeah. I believe it was Deadline that said, like, this is the biggest opening at the box office for a sports film ever. If anything, That's it establishes huge. that this franchise does not need Rocky. Mm-hmm. And my curiosity is just like, he, Stallone has said that he will never watch this movie. I, someone's going to ask about, they'll ask him about this, and I wonder what his answer is going to be, but that's got to probably sting to know that you're really not needed anymore. And I think yeah. they established that uh, as much as I love Rocky, they don't need him anymore. And he has a great ending in Creed 2. Like that ending is don't touch it.
0: Yeah, and that that's another thing where at this point, would you be okay if we never saw Rocky in a Creed movie?
1: Oh, absolutely. Don't ever show him again. Maybe and you don't have to sign off. I mean, we don't have to sign off with Stallone about what they do with the character. I wonder if they would kill him off, you know, like Polly's off screen,
0: Adrian is off screen. Um, I think at some point we'll establish that he's passed away. I mean, I I definitely, I can understand why you'd feel that way, but there's also the other side of where, I mean, can they move on? And I think the answer is yeah. I think it's definitely, don't ignore the foundation and what they've built upon, but there is a passing the baton. And that's very much so how I've seen Creed work on where he ha- is passing the baton. I think the first Creed was great for doing that. And then the second, as you said, it was a great finale, great closing to Rocky. And it's a, okay, well, that I, I'm satisfied. That's the best way to describe it. I am satisfied with that being his ending.
1: Quick questions. This, this is just kind of loves hate stuff. We always talk about the big component components that make up any Rocky and Creed movie, we have the training montage and the fight scenes. If We're starting with the training montage first. Loves, hates, uh, and do you know where it stands uh, on your first watch in the Rocky cinematic universe? Is this among the best? Honestly, it's kind
0: of toward the bottom. Oh, you whoa, not huge on the montage. It's okay. I don't hate it, but comparing it to like Looking back and the absurdity of, say, like the first one is just going back and watching that. It was like it said so much in that training montage about social class, about, you know, all of this, like picking yourself up. too. I love the community aspect. Yeah. They're all
1: rallying around this man.
0: Yeah, 100%. And it's the same with
1: Creed. Imagine watching that for the first time because they all get you amped up. But It's like, wow, this... I want this game yeah. to win more than anything.
0: And, and they they replicate Kugler and and Michael B. Jordan. They were able to replicate that in Creed and do that in their own way. But it just it worked. It looked great and it sounded great and just all of that. And like comparing those, it was really fascinating. Um and then Creed 2's cool, uh, but you know, it's kind of like the newer, the flashier version. But man, I still go back and it's like Creed four is ridiculous as it is. That I mean, that movie's mainly a um, training montage, um, but it's still so good. The third one, you know, talking about the abs- uh, th- uh, the absurdity of Rocky forgetting how to punch and all. Like, there's there's <laughs> at the that, beach. They're on a beach. It looks amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. And so there's that um, Rocky five. Mm, um, and then uh, so that's at the bottom. But yeah, Bobbo
1: is kind of fun because he's old, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's bottom yeah. tier.
0: Yeah, yeah. And honestly, this is not because it's bad or looks bad. It's just like it doesn't do much for me. And that's where I like it. I don't love it. Um yeah. if I if I had to say loves hates,
1: I mean you I would got,
0: s- you have to say loves.
1: It's got freaking Jonathan Majors with two. Yeah, loves. It, yeah.
0: And, and he, was, he was saying, like, majors, he was talking about what that meant for him. Um, not only the fact that he said this training montage was, for him, had the biggest pressure. That was the most pressure that he said was on him, was to get this training montage right, to look good doing it. And then also the ropes when he's pulling himself up. I'm like, man, I want to do that.
1: Would you have rather have seen, so we got, and there's kind of no explanation, but we have Adonis, like, in the woods, I'm like, why is he in there? Why is he punching a tree? I feel like they never established really what that is, other than going back to basics or something. Like, I didn't really get that. Oh. And I love that Dame's on the beach, but I'm all, I'm kind of like, man, maybe maybe Adonis should have been on the beach because that's that goes back to Apollo a little bit, training on there. Uh, I like yeah. him, and yeah. it's so obvious, but I do like him on top of the Hollywood sign.
0: Yeah, that's cool.
1: I thought that was kind of cool. And like his primal yell. I liked the I like the montage a lot, but yeah, it's it's no, I think Creed's has the best because it again, mm-hmm. it's life and death. It's it's both of them fighting. I fight you fight. I just think that whole thing is amazing and it's shot so well and the music's incredible. And then I'd yeah. put some Rocky ones above this one, but I thought this one was better than Creed 2. A lot of that too is just like I think Dame is just more interesting than Drago. So watching him train and uh Something I I I think this one will replay better than we think.
0: I could see that. And right now, on first viewing, I would say it's 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 good. It's not. It. Yeah, no, I, I yeah. get what you're saying. Because
1: watching it, I was like, I, I don't say underwhelmed, but I'm like, we've hit we hit the mountain right. two movies ago. Like we can't yeah. top that. Uh, fight sequences, though. Michael B. Jordan's made a big thing about finding a fresh way fre- a fresh way to present fighting that we haven't seen before because again we've seen this a million times he's brought Mm -hmm. up anime as an influence and that is very noticeable from the get-go you're like oh i understand what he's saying we're slowing things down we're pinpointing where we're going to attack next it looks amazing i thought the fighting in this was Super well done,
0: and and he's talked about how this is the first of Rocky and Creed to shoot the fighting sequences in IMAX. And I want did so question: Did you and Lexi, your wives, go see this in IMAX? You, we didn't. Okay,
1: and I and um, I kind of regret not doing it because I think it would look badass.
0: Yeah, well, especially those scenes because there's so much of where I'm like, man, while watching, I'm like, I, I really wish I was watching this on an IMAX. But in terms of making it look refreshing and different and new. I think he accomplished it. And I wish we got more, like, at the end of the the big fight. I wish we got more of that anime, like, slowing it down. Not necessarily overuse it, because there is that risk that you run. But just do, just do, like, one, maybe two more. Um, And then the other thing that I really, really liked is the final fight, where it hones in on just them two and then we put everyone else out there just them in a ring lights dim and i love that it's a personal like fight between the two of them and it everyone else is left out but it's between them and it also is something that i've thought about in the past where boxers do they does that is that what it's like for them to basically hone? I think the good ones always say that they shut everything out. And it's like you don't even know people are there. And that's that's where I'm like, oh, this that's really cool. But then to make it even more personal, relating back to, you know, for example, whenever Dame is pushed in the corner and the corner turns into a pillow of the group home and various things like that, where I'm like, oh man, I love those details that Uh, mike is adding to this and it just makes it so much better and different and just makes it feel fresh and like we haven't seen this before and he did a phenomenal job with that
1: the group home stuff too a little wrinkle in the story that we never you know never knew about um which helps elevate adonis a little bit more of just like oh he really had a a bad upbringing yeah we didn't know he Mm -hmm. had been abused and and beat up and stuff like that so that's yeah, I like the I like the twist on the fighting. I thought it looked good. I will argue on first watch. I think the the dreamlike background that changes maybe lingers a little too long.
0: Mm, I could see that. Or I was
1: like, ah, I want to see the crowd again. Let's get back to it. But I do like that. It's a fun way of uh, moving through time. Like we we went from like round three to round twelve, basically.
0: Yeah, and I and I love that because it's not like we're trudging through it. Oh, but they yeah, set that, they can go on forever. Yeah, and I love that they set that where it's like it's going to be a slow, drawn out fight. You know, it could be a draw, and I love that it's not a KO. They're not they're not going to end up knocking each other out.
1: The almost double KO is great though. They each land yeah. that punch. Yeah. One thing I can't stand though, and this is like in almost every single one of these movies, is the ringside commentary is awful. <laughs> it never sounds natural in any way. This one, this one isn't like truly heinous, but I I think that's almost distracting. We're in the middle of this awesome fight, and then we're cutting to the ringside people, and they're just saying stupid yeah. quips or just obvious dialogue. I can't stand that. We have got to move yeah. on from that. They kind of make these Rocky movies feel fresh by changing settings, and they've done that in the Rockies, and they're doing that with this one where we, we, we moved to L.A. Did you like the look and feel of
0: Los Angeles for this? I did, and I also love how they played into... They set that up with, you know, in the very beginning, Donnie giving Dame his Rumble in the Jungle uh, ticket stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that's cool. And, and I love that, and it's such a throwback to a real fight. One of the most important boxing fights ever, Mo- one of the most well-known. But also I love that their naming convention resembles that with battle for los angeles i'm like that's cool i really dig that
1: did you notice though on the posters it says battle for los angeles but then the announcer guy
0: battle of. he calls it
1: the battle of los angeles was yeah. that an error
0: it has to be because I, I understand st- that that was I, weird yeah i caught the same thing I'm like wait what that's that is odd how and, does that how does that kind of stuff slip through i don't know i'm gonna have to call michael being
1: rip him a new one over that because that's unacceptable.
0: I mean I would just shoot a close up of the guy I'm like, all right, we gotta bring you in. We're gonna do a real close up of your just your mouth saying the battle four and then <laughs> cut. just do some ADR. Yeah. Yeah, what exactly. What are
1: we doing here? That just seems like a an obvious error that I don't understand how <laughs> it makes yeah. it into a, a movie of this scale. I like the LA stuff. I thought that was a great change of scenery. It's like bougie LA though, because most of the settings are awesome parties, his badass home, um, but like seeing them running, like we get to see Dame training, and he's on the, he's either on the beach or he's in the road, the the highway, and we get to see LA in the background. We said this with ambulance. We don't get enough LA movies anymore. Oh, wow. That used to be like a staple of anything I watched growing up, and I feel like we don't see either dirty LA or just LA <laughs> in general <laughs> yeah. as much as we used to. And it was refreshing. And I like that they're not all bundled up in Philly. Nothing against Philly. I think that's great. But it is a cool change of pace. Yeah. Final fight. Now we go to the final fight. Dodger Stadium. Now, did you know you knew this going in? You said you you had an idea. I'd given you clues. When it started, were you like, yeah, I knew it was gonna
0: be Dodger Stadium. Well, especially the buildup of LA LA LA. This is our home. This is my home. This is what we're fighting for. It's almost like not only the heavyweight champion title for the world, but it's also what's more important that or staking your claim on your hometown. And this is like turf wars, you know, in a sense with that. I found that to be interesting where they do set the stage and it's a, okay, winner is able to claim LA. And it's like, would Donnie have to, you know run and leave the town and could you uh, imagine LA
1: is LA's too indifferent on professional sports. I think they would just instantly forget.
0: Yeah, they would. But I do find I do find that interesting where it's almost like these bragging rights between the two of them where the stakes just keep raising. But yeah, I definitely dug that. I thought that was cool. And um I was I was thinking, are they gonna do something outrageous like have the ring and they're gonna l- bring it into the air and it's levitating and (laughs) or something like that
1: (laughs) i love the idea i thought the scenery was you know how much i love baseball so we get like that shot of dodger stadium and my wife just looked at me and i had a big old grin on my face (laughs) again i don't care about the dodgers but i love baseball so much and just having it in that ballpark uh it's i mean that's a historic stadium so it only makes sense that they're playing in one of the most iconic stadiums of all time. I thought that was freaking. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little distracting, maybe at the end when it's just Bianca, Adonis, and their daughter in the ring. And I'm pretty confident that that was really bad green screen. Yeah. Either the movies look are so pristine looking at this point that everything looks fake, or yeah. I mean, I doubt they they hogged up an empty Dodger Stadium for 3 days for them to shoot that but it did yeah. not look great.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: But a big old fat loves for the the LA setting in Dodger Stadium for me.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Now, circling back, we kind of talked about this did you not that are you surprised that Adonis won the last fight? Who were you rooting for in that fight? And be honest. If you're watching if you're watching that and you know the story, you got to see the Showtime Show and it's it sets up you know who these characters are you already know who Adonis is, but you're learning about Diamond Dame. Who are you rooting for? Because I seriously was like every every hit that Dame got, I was happy.
0: <laughs> I wanted him to win. Honestly, yeah. If I if we were watching the Showtime special, I would say bring on the underdog. That's yeah. It'd be so it's so much more fun. It's what happened with Rocky, you know. And Creed in the very beginning, and it's like, let's see the underdog, you know. It's his time. Let him shine. He's older, but he just hasn't had the shot yet. But now He's he got does. got that
1: gas in the tank, and this is his time.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, I wanted him
1: to win. So just within the Creed trilogy, where does this rank?
0: You brought this up earlier, and... I completely agree, but it's right in the middle right now. It's a it's solid, solid entry. Uh Michael B. Jordan brings a lot new to it, but I of just, course I
1: don't think you can beat that first one. It's so good. Yeah.
0: And that and that's it. Like you can tell the TLC in one shot or one sequence that Kugler had of growing up and watching Rocky, his love and affirmation for the film but yet wanting to tell his own story. That is, and I would go as far as to say, and all the Top Gun Maverick fans out there are going to come after me after I say this, I think Creed is the best legacy sequel we've ever had.
1: And we should have known that Ryan Coogler was the man to deliver something. Yeah, maybe the best Legacy sequel of all time.
0: I mean, it's also, it stands on its own. It's it's the whole, you know, what makes a good sequel? It's where you can watch it independently or with something else. And it has a different meaning, but it also is self-contained. And, I mean, that movie is it's just so good. And Creed, the first film, is at the top of that list. It's going to, I mean, if Jonathan Majors himself can't topple it, I don't know what will be able to topple it. It's not un, It's not impossible, but this movie was a solid second entry, and then Creed II, which I enjoy, and I think I like it more than most. I know when that movie first came out, we ended up podcasting about it. Uh, we both really liked it. I I just, I, I think that they did a, a great job with it. It's just not as good because of the various things that we've talked, many other things that we talked about, but um I mean, it's just this movie. I think will this will be a tough uh, number two to beat in the Creed franchise.
1: So, is do you think this is in your top three of all of the Rocky films? Because I, Rocky Two and Creed are like my one two. I I, I would I kind of want to put Creed number one, but it's hard because yeah, it is still a Rocky movie. Like he's in it a lot. Yeah, so
0: I go Rocky. I go Rocky as like my number one. The first film Rocky just because of like everything and established and like there's so much that going back and watching that movie it's like you know you can still relate to it or see certain things today it's like man that still hits home in so many different ways and so does Creed so I would say it's Rocky 1 then Creed 1 and then um this man this is tough this this I don't think is number 3 but it might be my number four.
1: Yeah, I, w- I would agree. I th- it's probably number four. It's on my that list. high. One thing we didn't talk about, too, I thought the cinematography was really good in this. I love the look of it. I love the way they make L.A. look.
0: And it's funny coming from a point of when we first saw the, the trailer.
1: And that's what's uh, going into this I was going to bring up, and I don't think I did, is we're hyped for it just because it's a Creed film, but it wasn't until maybe, I don't know, a month ago that I was like, oh, I'm really excited for that now. It took a while. And now we're we're talking about how amazing this is.
0: Well, how good it is, I should say. Now, another thing too, talking about the diner scene, is they cut out a couple of those shots and the from the trailer to what's in the movie. And I mentioned earlier, I could have I could go for like an extended scene of that diner, the introduction.
1: There's missing pieces from that. And then in one of the trailers I'm pretty sure it's the final trailer there's scenes of um Adonis and, and Bianca and their daughter in in a prison. I don't who are they seeing in prison? Cuz he didn't go see Dame.
0: And it's like they're being cheered on, like Donnie's being cheered on.
1: What if we find out Rocky was locked away for mur- for he it turns out he had murdered Polly. Oh. <laughs> we thought Polly dry, died from just like alcohol poisoning, <laughs> but it was Turns out that Rocky just, <laughs> had drugged him somehow. That would be the after, craziest. Then I could see Stallone be like, "I don't like where they
0: took this. I'm not signing up for that." That's what he means by. Yeah, that's what he means by going dark. <laughs> that they ended up going down this awful path of Rocky being this killer. <laughs> Oh, uh, that yeah, and he just taken all like after decades of poly abuse, he's like, I've had it, I've had it.
1: I always like that. Polly was such a <laughs> dickhead, and then no matter what he did, he literally ruined his finances, <laughs> disrespected his wife numerous <laughs> times, was physically abusive toward her, emotionally abusive. And he always he had that heart where he was like, Polly, I love you, dude. I know you're you've got issues. Um, And I know you have issues, but I love you so much.
0: Absolutely. Even like, was it uh, the the dinner, the first dinner that Polly throws? I would have been like, "This dude is nice guy.
1: I don't even want to be with you anymore because this is your brother, and we're never gonna escape this guy." Yeah. Polly, Polly, though I do. He was a mess of a human being, but. He was a good guy. He just had issues.
0: I was waiting for it to come full circle, and Dame had, like, beat Polly to death or something like that, and that's what got him in in prison.
1: We find out that Damien is, like, the bastard child of Polly, (laughs) and that's how it's all connected.
0: He, because especially, like, outside the liquor store, we see them, like, man, what if Polly was hanging out there, and that's... That's how he's taken out. I'm glad we didn't get some stupid <laughs> twist where he's
1: like Clubber's son or something. Like, we're able to um, move on from, you know, we're not... The Drago thing, uh, I'll give a free pass to because that is... That was... I like seeing Drago again, too. hmm And they're like... Uh, I don't say like buds, but they're close enough to where they're training. They're, he's yeah. helping them train. I thought that was a fun... Fun way to bring him back.
0: Yeah, that I did like that too. I I, I like that. And, and he looks amazing. He's a he's a perfect slab of meat. I mean, guy he, looks fantastic. He's a, he is like a modern day Terminator. Uh, just the way his body is built. Do you? Um, and it's
1: like it's like you don't even need to open your mouth. <laughs> this guy never speaks in like any movie he's in. Like he will, <laughs> he can, <laughs> but even in like Shang Chi, they're like don't speak. Uh, we'll give you like three lines of dialogue, and that that's really we're gonna cap it.
0: Off. <laughs> I um I especially like how nervous were you when you were sitting down watching this that there was going to be some twist that like Dame was Clubber's son or something like that.
1: Well, I knew we weren't going to get that just because they established in the trailers that they went they went back as childhood friends,
0: and that that's another thing too that I found to be very fascinating is Major's own personal connection where. He had described that he, when he read for Dame on paper, he's like, I see my stepdad in this. And his stepfather was locked up for like 15 years. And he gets out, meets uh, Jonathan Major's mom. And he said that he grew up seeing his stepfather trying to prove himself. And he's like, there's a point, a part of him where he was, he had missed out on life and a lot of different things, and how he was trying to prove himself again. I found that to be so fascinating where he was saying, like, this is a love letter that I'm giving to my stepdad of I'm putting you in this character. And that's what I think makes it even more personal, this movie, to feel that way.
1: Well, it was a, it was a hard loves for me. I'm going to give this right now, i probably sit around, I'd say four out of five. Yeah,
0: I would say the same.
1: And it's just elevated again. We see a lot of the things we've seen before. And that's okay if everything around it is elevated. And I think we got that. So a good solid March movie. Um, Definitely. One I've been thinking about for the past couple days. I've been spinning the the film score a lot. Ludwig did Ooh, not yeah. do the the music for this, which going into it, I'm like, the, the Creed music is incredible. Are we going to be able to match that? And I do think this this new composer it wasn't too radically different it was similar to what we've heard and uh i think there's quite a few tracks that really they it works well so i thought the music was good too
0: well all i can say is we still got gas in the tank so until next time keep watching